0: Welcome back to another episode of These Are the Valleys. I'm super excited about this upcoming series called Reality Checks in the Valley because it's just about to be a whole lot of edge grabbing and wig snatching in this next series. God has really been taking me through some things that have been extremely convicting and have just really leveled up the way that I perceive our relationship, the way that I perceive this walk and the way I perceive myself. So this episode is gonna be called, It's Not All About You. It's not all about you. I don't know, how many words is this? About five. These are probably my least favorite five words that I've ever heard. Um, but it's essential and crucial for this Christian walk and for us to have the proper perspective that we're supposed to have through every season that we're in, including this one. So let's get into talking about purpose, because this is something that I feel like when you have so much time to sit and think in the Valley that we really start to prioritize and really start to like ponder on. So... Let's get into how our purpose isn't all about us. I know that sounds really backwards, but it's really true. If we look at the Bible, if we look at all of our Christian examples that are provided for us in both the Old and New Testament, the unsung heroes and all the people that did get recognition all had something in common when it comes to their impact and why we remember them. These people all had purposes that served other people. Think about it. Even Jonah and the whale, Jonah was running from delivering a prophecy to another city. He was running from his purpose being for other people. We could think about Moses and how his entire assignment was to lead Israelites out of Egypt. We can even think about Jesus. Jesus didn't come down here for himself and to get the glory or the honor. He came down here for us. If you look at every single person in the Bible, even if you wanted to get into Esther, okay? Esther was known for saving the Jews from the chopping block, basically. It's just interesting. When you look at all these people that we have as examples in the Bible, you notice that all of them have selfless purposes and they're not special I'm here to tell you that you also have a purpose. But if you think that that purpose is solely just for you and for your family and that's it, you are sadly and gravely mistaken, my friend. So as we start searching you know, for these things and just in general in life, I want you guys to take the proper perspective of understanding that this is not gonna be something that is going to be for you alone. You have to prepare yourself as a Christian, as a child of God as a disciple of Jesus, to be in service, right? Our lives are about service to the people around us, about being a service to God. And what does God worry about? His kingdom, his children. So obviously our purpose is going to be geared toward that. This reminds me of Matthew 5, where it talks about how we are supposed to be the salt and the light of the earth. Salt is... A preservative okay it's something that can increase the longevity of whatever you put it on And the light, light exposes, light illuminates, right? Light shines. And these are the things that God is calling us to do that Jesus specifically was saying we're supposed to do here on the earth. So obviously our purpose is not gonna be for us to take from others or not to add anything to others. And it's not gonna be for us to put others down, engage in the darkness or not reach the full potential that we're supposed to as the salt and light of the earth. That's good. It also means that we're going to be stretched, okay? No one's purpose is guaranteed to be light and fluffy or a walk in the park. In fact, usually Jesus encourages us and tells us that there will be trials and tribulations, that we will be persecuted for his benefit and for his kingdom, right? And for our God. So we have to... Do away with the expectations, especially early on in our faith, that our purpose is going to be all about us. But even more than that, that our purpose is going to be easy to do. That it's not going to require you to grow at all uh, because it's constantly changing. Like our purpose is not going to be the same thing for our whole lives or our callings are not going to be the same thing for our whole life. 2 Corinthians 3.18 talks about how we go from glory to glory. That means, okay, great, you've reached this level. There's some glory here. Great, let's go to the next one. Let's go to a bigger one. You've brought God some glory here or there, but now let's combine them and make an even greater glory for God and for his kingdom. You know? So I just want us to get out of that mindset really quickly that purpose is going to be selfish, that it's going to be easy, and that it's going to be the same thing forever because that is not true. Another way in which we usually typically start to think about ourselves and nothing but ourselves is when we encounter trials and tribulations. We have got to stop magnifying situations like our God is small, like our God did not part the Red Sea, like our God did not get water out of a rock, like our God did not deliver his people with plagues on another country so we will be released from slavery. Like our God, you know, like, come on, stop playing with God put some respect on his name, capitalize that G, because our guy is not small, okay? He is not somebody you can put in a box and only understand at one level. He is the definition of an onion. Just when you think you've got God figured out, baby, there's about 3 million more (laughs) layers to go. Our God is not small and his power and his might are great. So we have to stop magnifying our situations as if God is too small for them. We also have to look at, who we're putting our faith in like why do we think god can't provide for us why do we think that oh well if god don't come through somebody got to give me some money or if god don't come through I'm gonna have to get a part-time job why is that a if like we have to tighten up we have to tighten up it's not it's not about you you got to understand that a lot of times when god has you wait it's for his glory it's for your benefit Okay, these trials and tribulations show God's character, you know, it's like, dang, God, you really are a provider. Dang, you really are a comforter. Dang, you really are a deliverer because we we get to see that in our trials and tribulations. It's not to say that we can only see the character of God during bad times, also during good times. But this is another aspect of him that we get to see. We get to see God in his full potential. He calls himself the I am, y'all. Fill in that blank, whatever you need. He wants an opportunity to show you that he can do that for you. How do I know that God is a provider? How do I know that he is true to his name, Jehovah Jireh? It's because I've been in situations where I've had to rely on God. I've had trials and tribulations that popped up where I was like, oh Lord have mercy, if I don't have a miracle, I'm done for. You know, it reminds me of James 1, 2 through 4, where um, it's like, consider it all joy when you encounter a trial or tribulation, because you have a chance to grow your endurance. And once your endurance grows, you will be perfect and whole and needing nothing. It's the perfect opportunity for us to get stronger in our faith, the perfect opportunity for us to become stronger people, the perfect opportunity for us to get to know God better. And these testimonies, they help us all. Like, have you ever heard someone else's testimony of a time where God delivered them? Doesn't that increase your faith? Doesn't that make you believe that God can do the same for you? Y'all know that saying on Twitter where it's like, Lord, I've seen what you've done for others for real like sometimes that is what helps us get through I know that has helped me get through several times where I'm like dang like God really showed up for you so that means that there's a God out there who just might show up for me you know it reminds me of Romans eight twenty eight, where it's like all things work for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose I know a lot of people don't talk about the whole rest of that scripture and that is a whole podcast for another day but let's focus on the, all things work together for the good of those who love him I just want to ask you one question. Do you love God? If your answer is no, please hit me up on Instagram. We can discuss, but most of y'all's answer is probably yes. And so you have a guarantee here that all things are working together for your good. So when you encounter a trial or tribulation, remember that that thing is going to work together for you in the end. Just... Just stop making your trials and tribulations all about you guys. Woe is me. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Listen, baby. You serve the creator of the universe. There is nothing that you are going through that he cannot pull you out of, that he cannot rectify, that he cannot heal you from, that he cannot deliver. Okay? So we have got to start acting like our God is who he says he is. And that's just a matter of trust. But that's a a topic for another podcast. And lastly, y'all, this was the one that really slapped me in the head this last week, but we have to remember that it's not all about us when we talk to God. I know somebody just got convicted. I know somebody just got convicted because I got reconvicted and God already dealt with me on this. We have to expand our scopes. Okay. So this does play into the purpose, plays into trials and tribulations, because a lot of times those are some of the main things that we go to him about, but we have to expand our scope on like how God can answer us. Or how God can provide for us in what He's trying to teach us or show us in whatever trial, tribulation, or season we're in. We have to expand our scopes. Uh, It reminds me of James 1 5 through 8, where it basically talks about like asking God for wisdom and He will give it generously and without rebuke. But it also says, but before you do that, make sure that um, you have placed your faith in God and God alone and that you are not basically double minded and believing in the world and believing in God at the same time. Cause you shouldn't, you wouldn't be able to expect anything from him since you are unstable in all of your ways. Basically that's an overview of what that little passage says, but it reminds me of that because it's like, sometimes we forget that one, when we ask God for something, okay. He's wanting to give it to us generously. Okay. And two, we also have to remember that we have to be in the right positioning when asking for stuff. God can't have told you, Hey, I need you to stop doing this. I need you to stop doing that um and you still wilding out and bucking out and being like oh god help like (laughs) you know when you encounter a bad problem like how one-sided is that god is asking things of you and you are not willing to give it to him but you're okay with asking him for everything like god is our master not our genie okay we're supposed to serve him we're supposed to serve his kingdom not continually go to him and just ask him for things like he's just out here granting wishes So I think that when we get into our prayer time, how do you practically put this into use when you're talking with God? Okay, instead of coming with God with yes or no questions, go to God with open ended questions and sit there and listen or just ask God. God, what do you need to say to me? What do I need to learn right now? What do I need to work on? God, are you pleased with me? How can I be a better servant? When was the last time we asked these things? I remember one of um, the girls from our Bible study group, Selena, hey, shout out Selena, uh, was talking about how she was struggling to go to sleep at night and stay asleep and how she's just been kind of frustrated with God. Like, why aren't you letting me sleep? And she's like, God, I just need some rest. Lord, I need some rest. Lord, I need some rest. And so I talked to her about this and I was like, well, sis, have you ever thought to ask God what he needs from you when he's waking you up in the middle of the night? Or why he's waking you up in the middle of the night. What purpose does he have for you in that time? Have you ever thought about that? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just so woe is me. You're not going to die without an extra hour of sleep. You might be a little tired. But I mean, I'd rather be tired than nailed to the cross. I'm sorry, y'all. I had to play that card because (laughs) it was right there. It was right there. But for real, for real. Like we're not willing to sacrifice anything. But we appreciate that God sacrificed everything for us. That's not fair. That's not fair. If we're willing to give our earthly parents the world, everybody want to buy their mama a house. When the last time you invited Jesus into yours? When the last time you let him stay? When the last time you gave up your house for him? Like, you know, we got to get more serious, guys. So it's not all about us. And I just wanted to tap in real quick and remind y'all of that truth. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I know this was a short episode, but baby, it was right to the point. I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet, but for now, these are the valleys. Bye.